And good evening, or whatever time it is where you're listening. You know, we have people tuning in to Sunshine USA in the morning. Some people listen to Sunshine USA in the evening. And some people listen even in the overnight hours. But this is Sunshine USA, a podcast that is dedicated to the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the Word of God. And I'm Warren Landis, the host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA. And uh, I'm glad to have you tuned in to what is really uh, a pretty uh, historical day for us here at Sunshine USA. Uh, This is the first day that I have been doing podcasts from my new digs, so to speak. I've got a new apartment. I'm no longer living in the assisted living where I was. Now, in all fairness, let me do say the assisted living where I was, they provided me with good care and everything else. But I just reached the conclusion that I wasn't ready yet for the level of service that they provided me with. And also, too, uh, because of the lack of privacy, it was very hard for me to do these broadcasts like I could do them now. And so now I can get these broadcasts, you know, going out a lot faster and, you know, a lot more of them than I used to. So I think this will be a very good setup. And, of course, my new apartment is right in the middle of downtown Greenville, convenient to a lot of popular attractions here in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're planning a vacation, whether it be a winter vacation or a summer vacation, why not come to Greenville, South Carolina? We've got a lot of really fine hotels and motels here, and uh, these places will make you feel very comfortable and very welcome here in Greenville. And uh, while you're at it, I can make arrangements for you to uh, visit a live taping or a live broadcast of Sunshine USA. That would be pretty exciting. And of course, we've got other exciting attractions as well here in Greenville, South Carolina. So we would be ha- I, I would be happy to have you come. Uh, but just pray for me. I'm still getting settled in, but uh, I have this great desire to get started <laughs> doing podcasting from my very own apartment. And um, do pray for my hearing. My hearing has been very adversely affected here lately. Uh, I've never had great hearing. I've been most of my life about 40% deaf in one ear and uh, not hearing too well out of the other one uh, here lately. So just uh, pray for me. Uh, sometimes I might seemingly talk louder than I realize I'm talking because I can't always hear how loud I'm talking. But just pray for me. Uh, I told someone just yesterday, I said, well, if I eventually go deaf, at least God's allowing me to go deaf over a period of time, not all at once, so that I can get used to it. But whatever God decides that is, whether he decides to heal me or not, uh, I still praise him anyway. Amen. Well, let's get out our Bibles and turn in our Bibles to First um, Peter chapter 5. I believe that's where we are, First Peter chapter 5. And um, this really, the first, uh, I would say the first four verses anyway, uh, go hand in hand with what I was teaching on Blog Talk Radio this morning. 
Now, Blog Talk Radio is one of the platforms I broadcast on. On that platform, it's it's primarily um, a study through the Bible systematically. We started with the first chapter of Genesis and will eventually end up <laughs> at the last chapter in Revelation. Now, in this particular platform, Anchor FM, we are right now going through First and Second Peter. And in First Peter chapter 5, it says, as a fellow elder, now I want to comment just a little bit on this word elder. When we see the word elder in the New Testament, it typically refers to pastor. It could also refer to overseer. Uh, I generally define it as being a pastor. He also says a witness of Christ's sufferings. That made him an apostle, by the way, and a partaker of the glory to be revealed. I appeal to you, elders among you, be shepherds of the flock, God's flock that is among you, watching over them, not out of compulsion, but because it is God's will, not out of greed, but out of eagerness, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples of the flock or to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, that's Jesus, appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Now, I want to focus on these four verses a little bit this evening. Um, he's reminding shepherds of God's flock watching over you, uh, God's flock that uh, they're being watched over. God wants to make sure they're doing the job they're supposed to be doing. And uh, we should do this not out of compulsion, but because it is God's will. You know, I'm a preacher of the gospel and a teacher of the Bible because I know beyond the shadow of any doubt that God has called on me to preach and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. I know this. And so I do it. <laughs> and uh, I thank God by the way that he has called me to preach the gospel and to teach the Bible. Now, he says, uh, and don't do it out of greed. <laughs> you know, uh, I heard one time about a, a Jewish preacher, uh, that is a Jewish man who converted to Christ and he started preaching the gospel and he told a group of seminary students one time, he said, you know what? He said, I can tell you for a fact there's no money to be made in the ministry. Because he said, if there was money to be made in the ministry, there would be more of my people in it. Amen? Amen. But we're to do it out of eagerness. There's that sense of eagerness when I get up in the morning. I am very eager to do whatever work God has for me to do that day. And even though right now, because of physical limitations, I'm more limited than I ever was before, I know that teaching the Bible on the Internet is something that I can do. And I thank God for that. I thank God that I can preach the gospel on the Internet. I thank God for the fact that because of the Internet, I have an international ministry. 
a ministry not limited to the United States, but rather a ministry that reaches pretty much every country on earth. I told someone the other day, we have people listening to this broadcast in countries where they cannot legally send missionaries. I find that to be very exciting. And then notice what else Peter says here. Not lording it over those entrusted to you. In other words, uh, if you're a pastor of a church, the people in your church, these have been entrusted to you by God. And you're not to lord it over them. But you're to love them and faithfully teach them the word of God. Now, one of the things I addressed this morning on Blog Talk Radio, when I was preaching out of Ezekiel chapter 34, Ezekiel was being told by God to send out a warning to the shepherds that they were to stop being so eager to feed themselves and feed the flock. Now, it's not that feeding yourself is wrong, you know. As a preacher of the gospel, as a teacher of the Bible, I know that I have to spend time every day in the Word of God. I have to spend time every day in the Word of God. I listen to sermons every day on the radio or the Internet. Because, you see, this kind of stuff helps me to grow as a Christian, and it helps me to grow in my knowledge of the Word, which I, in turn, can share with other people. But Ezekiel was warning the shepherds of his day, and, you know, as pastors, we are under-shepherds. Now, Jesus is the master shepherd, but we're under-shepherds as pastors, and we are to teach the flock, feed the flock. That is our duty, and that is our responsibility. We are to watch over them. We are to care for them. If we see danger coming, we need to get in the pulpit and warn the people. You know, now, on one side of the coin, I thank God for religious television, and I thank God for all kinds of Bible teaching on the Internet, but you have to be careful. Not all of it is of God, and not all of it is true to the Word of God. And then he says here in verse 4, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. We're going to be rewarded according to the work that we've done for the Lord. And that, of course, reminds me of the fact that as a preacher of the gospel, as a teacher of the Bible, one day I'm going to face God and I'll have to give an account of my teaching and preaching ministry to the Lord. Amen. And the crown that we receive, that is the crown of glory, that will never fade away. You know, <laughs> as I was unpacking some stuff here in my new apartment, I came across an award. It was actually a trophy that I had been awarded my freshman year in college over at what was then known as William Carey College, now known as William Carey University in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And this trophy was their annual 
Most Enthusiastic Award. And I won that award. And I'm so happy about that award. It didn't represent me being the smartest student on campus because I was far from it. It didn't uh, represent me uh, accomplishing anything great academically because I certainly did not. But one thing that people did notice my freshman year in college is that I was enthusiastic. I was eager to learn all that God had for me to learn. And I tell you something, folks, I was so excited about that. And then let's go down to verse 5. It says, young men, in the same way, submit yourself to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I want to talk about that for a moment. He says, young men, in the same way, submit yourself to your elders. Now, I'm convinced that before you can be used of God, you've got to go through a time of preparation. That's why I believe it's God's will for every preacher who can to go to Bible college or seminary and become as fully trained as they can possibly be because the bottom line is you can't teach and preach the Word of God if you don't know the Word of God. And you should submit yourself to elders, or in this case, pastors, who will be given an opportunity to observe you, to make sure that genuinely you have been called of God to go into the ministry, and they will share with you, in many cases, out of their own experience, about how to be an effective minister of the Lord. Uh, now, you know, you sit down, young people, you sit down with many pastors, and they will be the first to admit to you that they have not always been the great men of God that they wish that they were. They've made mistakes along the way. They've made some misjudgments along the way, and more than likely, if you're preparing for the ministry, they'll be glad over time to share this information with you so that you will become a better pastor, a more effective pastor. He says, clothe yourself with humility. Um, to me, being in the ministry is no place for the proud. <laughs> God wants you to have humility. You know, I, I recognize the fact that there's so many better preachers out there that God could have called other than me. But yet God, in his infinite wisdom, chose to call me, of all people, into the ministry. I mean, God knows I'm not perfect. <laughs> I wish I could say that ever since the Sunday before Thanksgiving 1969, which is when I got saved, I wish I could tell you that ever since I got saved, man, I've been living a perfect life. But if I told you that, I'd be lying. It would not be truthful declaration. It says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. 
He says here, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, so that in due time he may exalt you. Notice the term here, he may exalt you. You know, we've got too many preachers today, in my opinion, who are busy trying to exalt themselves. I went to a crusade service one time, and this was the crusade service of a nationally known preacher. He has TV and radio programs on the air all, all over America and in other countries around the world. But when I went to his crusade service, it was like he couldn't brag enough about all the great things he's accomplished in his evangelistic crusade ministry. You see, that's what you call exalting yourself. And God does not want us to exalt ourselves. He wants us to humble ourselves under God's mighty, under God's mighty hand so that in due time he may exalt you. Now, there's another principle at work here, too. And that is, as a young minister of the gospel, you have to realize even if God eventually calls you to be pastor of something like the First Baptist Church of Atlanta or the First Baptist Church of Texas, that's probably not going to be your first church. Your first church is probably going to be a church with less than 100 members way out in the boondocks in the middle of nowhere. That's probably where your church, first church is going to be. And one of the things you will learn there is humility. And once God teaches you that lesson, then there's other great things he will teach you, and eventually, over time, God will exalt you. But it is a process. He says, cast all of your anxiety or worry on him, because he cares for you. Now, I know that over the past two years, there's been certainly enough anxiety to go around with this uh, COVID-19 situation going on. I mean, it seems like we've been encouraged to wear masks for the better part of two years now. One thing about COVID, it's not here today and gone tomorrow. So far, the COVID pandemic has lasted nearly two years. And I'm afraid the mistake that we're making now, by the way, is that we're in our minds, we're thinking it's all behind us, it's all over with, when in fact, just the opposite might be true. But notice that God does care for you. In verse 7, God cares for you. When you have financial troubles, when you have marital issues, when you're having problems in school, when you're having problems on the job, God cares about all this. It says here in verse 8, be sober-minded and alert. Now, the word sober-minded means that we're to have a clear head. Now, in order to have a clear head as ministers, we have to be careful about what we watch on television. We have to be careful about what we listen to on the radio. I, I, I uh, <laughs> had a, a serviceman come out to my new apartment on this past weekend to install cable. Uh, now, I don't have time to watch a lot of television, but I do like to watch a variety of news programs and some of the old TV shows and old movies. I like to watch them, and the best way to access some of that is through cable. 
But now, of course, I limit the amount of time that I spend on cable. I mean, here it is, uh, 8 o'clock on a Monday evening, and I'm not watching television. I'm producing a podcast for the glory of God. It says here, be sober-minded and alert. Alert. You know, we have to be alert today as Christians. I tell you, folks, Satan is on the loose. He's, he's working overtime these days. I think Satan understands that his days are numbered. His days are numbered, and so he's got to do as much as he can in the time that remains. It says, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil. I tell you, folks, he, he is alive today, and he's hard at work today. And as a young minister, if you're not careful, he's going to trip you up. Now, one way that, that the devil can trip you up is you not spending enough time in the Word. Uh, you'll recall in Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is in the wilderness. He's being tempted by the devil. And notice that each time Jesus is tempted by the devil, he quotes Scripture. You see, Jesus was grounded in the Word. Notice that on one of the temptations, even Satan used Scripture. You see, Satan's not afraid to use Scripture to try to trip you up and get you to do something you should not be doing. Amen. It says here, resist him, stand firm in your faith, and in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. In other words, uh, the devil's not just giving me a hard time here in Greenville, South Carolina. The devil is giving a hard time to Christians all over the world. And then we have the closing words of chapter 5, starting with 10, verse 10. It says, and after you have suffered for a little while, and yes, there will be some suffering. In fact, uh, I've said this on this program many times. I think in the future, we're going to face more suffering than ever before. Not less. It's amazing even now. In the year 2021, it's amazing how many Christians around the world and countries around the world are being persecuted for their faith in God. And there's even Christians here in this country, by the way, who were being persecuted during this uh, COVID pandemic. Here in this country, the United States, we've had preachers that were actually arrested and put into jail because they dared hold a service in their churches. And so, he says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore you, secure you, strengthen you, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. In other words, God is going to help give you victory over the devil. 
Verse 12, through Silvanus, in my regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you, testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. We are to stand firm in the grace of God. You know, unfortunately, we have too many Christians today they are wishy-washy. Today, they seemingly are very strong in their faith. Tomorrow, you can hardly tell they have faith at all. It says, the church in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you greeting, as does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Now, by the way, back in New Testament times, it was not frowned upon like it is today for a man to kiss a man. That was just a common way of greeting. But the application for today is the fact that we should greet each other who were fellow Christians. Uh, yesterday, I was well enough and strong enough to go to church for the first time in a while. And my pastor and his wife uh, gave me a ride, and I'm so grateful for that. And... Um, and I told my pastor, I said, I'm, I'm one of these people who realizes from my own experience that as nice as it is to be able to listen to a church service on radio or television or the Internet, it's not a replacement for being in church in person. It's no substitute for being in church in person. One of the things I get going to church in person is fellowship. I don't care how great a preacher is preaching on the Internet. There's no way you can have fellowship with that preacher or anybody in the congregation online. To get that experience, you have to be in church in person. It's kind of like, let's say you're a football fan. Or maybe you're a baseball fan. Maybe you're a soccer fan. Which in some parts of the world is called football. <laughs> So if you're a sports fan, you know that even though many of these sports games are played on television, there's no substitute for being there in person. It's a whole different experience. Amen. And we're to greet each other in love. I tell you, one of the signs that you're a Christian and that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord is the fact that you have a love for the brethren, a love for the brothers and sisters in Christ. And that brings us to the end of 1 Peter chapter 5. Now in the next broadcast, we'll be in 2 Peter chapter 1. So if you haven't read 2 Peter chapter 1 yet, I encourage you to go ahead and do so. And we'll talk about that on the very next podcast. Now, in the meantime, if you have a prayer request or if you have a Bible study question, you can shoot me an email. That's the best way to contact me. I have two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com, and the other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. Either way, I'll be happy to answer your Bible study questions and pray with you over your prayer requests. And if you give me permission, I'll be glad to share your prayer requests with our unseen, unnumbered radio audience. And I don't know about you, but to me it's a comforting thing to know 
that Christians around the world are praying for you and whatever needs that you might have. And be sure to become an advance agent for Sunshine USA. Be sure to tell someone else that you listen to the program and you'd like for them to listen to it too. Because chances are, if you enjoy this kind of Bible teaching on internet radio, you know somebody else who would enjoy it too. And I would encourage you to share information about this radio broadcast with them. Well, until next time, this is Warren Landis saying goodbye. God bless you. And guess what? I'm going to see you next time on Sunshine USA. Until then, thank you for listening, and God bless you.